The C.L. Bryant Show on the Loving Liberty Radio Network. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with me as we build the bridge to conversation throughout this nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, and... uh, I certainly hope that you are having a great day in the USA. Have a fantastic show for you uh, here today. Stay tuned. Uh, at the bottom of this hour, I'm going to bring on Dr. Marlene McMillan, who is one of uh, the show's all-time favorite, and she has been a favorite of yours as well. The insight, the depth to current events and uh, why liberty matters is uh, her focus and and it's riveting uh, many times when uh, she tells us about it goes off uh, on education and talks to us about education. I certainly want to pick her brain today on this uh, school choice week that uh, that we're going through here and um, what she, her insight would be to that. Also, folks, if you're following in any way. Uh, the president's impeachment, uh, if you're a conservative Republican, you're a fan of the president and uh, in his corner, uh, it's, a, it's a good week for us. It's a good week because uh, it, it appears that even three Democrats may vote to acquit the president. So while the, the, <laughs> while the Dems were trying to get four Republicans... <laughs> to jump ship so they can continue to bring in these, you know, these pointless, pointless witnesses. Uh, it, it seems as though um, three Democrats are going to jump ship and vote to acquit the president. And so, hey, friends, listen, as I always say, what. Many times the enemy intends for evil. God intends it for the good of the nation because there's an, a, there's there's a, a, an exposure. Definitely. There is exposure going on and it's in every quarter, any quarter that you want to examine, that you want to mention, bring up, uh, whether it's uh, women, whether it's Latinos in every quarter, if it's black people, whoever it is, the white male. And we talk about him a lot. Uh, here on this show, the the white male, um, y- you know, how you're giving away, you know, your your own birthright. All of us have it, but it seems it seems as though yours is under attack and you're willing to give it back. 
I don't understand that, especially being a black man in this country who know that his foreparents uh, wanted me to have the abilities that I have right now to speak my mind, to go where I want to go and do what I want to do in this country. They they wanted they wanted that to be the birthright. And many times when I, I look around America and I look at uh, various Americans, I just happen to mention the white male, but all of us seem to be giving uh, into this political correctness where we are trading our birthright as free citizens in for what? I truly don't know. What is it that the progressive socialists have to offer that could possibly be better than what we have as far as the the opportunities for success? The model that they are presenting to this country and folks, you had better pay attention to that Sanders campaign. Oh, it looks like Uncle Bernie may claim his title or claim the nomination this time around it looks like at least if you can trust the polls i mean you know but the, the, when they dim it, when the polls uh are trending away from biden who is the establishment favorite and is trending toward socialist bernie who is backed by a socialist cortez and socialist presley um uh, also talib socialist talib and socialist omar when the polls show that type of trend toward Bernie. Friends, you had better not discount the fact that Bernie Sanders could, in fact, win the Democrat nomination, which would be good news for, for us. I mean, there's just no way that America's going to buy that socialist ticket unless we have sold out to the idea that if you pay me enough you can get my vote regardless of what my principles are. If all of us have gotten, um, the majority of us have gotten to that uh, type of mindset, then it's over. The republic is over. Just like Benjamin Franklin predicted, once the people realize that they can vote themselves benefits, money, it will herald the end of the republic. And that's exactly what we are seeing play out on our American landscape right now is the very fact that we have wanted comfort instead of freedom. In my movie, Runaway Slave, check it out. Uh, you, the Runaway Slave movie, Netflix. Not Netflix, um, Amazon, Amazon Prime. But in the movie, we state this fact. The slave does not necessarily seek freedom. The slave seeks comfort. That's what progressive socialists have learned about us as Americans. If they give us something free and make life more comfortable, at least for the present, because that's all we want 
uh, is the short-sighted view of life, uh, the planning for a long-term future is not something that is uniquely American at all anymore. It once was. When people stayed on jobs uh, 30, 40, 50 years, when they did that, uh, you had more of a continuity and an interest in future. But the way things work now is that you are living for whatever may be hot now. And uh, it's that fast-paced of a world. Our young people, uh, even though many of them are incredibly successful and making plenty of money, they're not very focused. Their attention span is not very uh, wide. But they, they're, they're very successful in doing what they do because they live in that world where everything is fast-paced. They come from the video game world. Whereas that's not the case with you and I. We didn't we didn't do that. Our teachers wrote on the chalkboard <laughs> with chalk. OK, these kids uh, get their assignments and then go go do stuff online and all that kind of thing, you know. And then the very games that they play, you know, it's it's very fast paced. They do things with their thumbs on their iPads that I can't imagine doing and on their, on their iPhones that I cannot imagine doing with my thumbs just like that. I can't do it. Kids can. And so their attention span is shorter. It's not as wide as ours was. And if you're going to look at that for what it is, we had better understand that the Bernie Sanders as old. Listen, Bernie is 70, soon be 78 years old. I think he's 78 years old, soon to be. Bernie, <laughs> amazingly, is appealing to young people. And it's not because they relate to his age. There is no way. Bernie and Biden would make the same mistake if Bernie didn't have better handlers. In fact, Bernie would make bigger mistakes than Biden if Bernie didn't have better handlers. He has better handlers. Biden, you know, tells kids to go and listen to it on the record player. <laughs> that that even sounds antiquated. <laughs> go listen to it on the record player <laughs> on the stereo. <laughs> oh, man, that sounds so antiquated. But that's what Biden said that the kids could do, you know, after school or whatever. But Bernie would be worse. But the kids rallied to Bernie for one reason. And it's a reason you had better watch out uh, for because uh, they're going to need your stuff in order to pull it off. Because they don't have any stuff. The kids don't have any stuff. They're going to need your stuff to pull it off. The free stuff as far as college education is concerned. The free stuff as far as uh, universal health care for, for everyone. That's what Bernie would say. It's gonna, they're going to take, they're going to need to have your stuff. Not uh, most of it, not some of it. They're going to need your stuff. To pay for this. And that's where this fails. That's where it falls flat on its face. Because I know and you know 
that you're not going to give up your stuff without a fight, are you? I don't think so. And I don't care who you voted for in the last election or the one before that. You are not going to give up your stuff to the progressive socialist Democrats without a fight, are you? I don't think you are. There's a reason why liberty matters. And Dr. Marlene McMillan is coming up in the next segment of this show. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about um, why liberty matters. And uh, she has a webinar that you would be amazed to tune into and um, hear her on Wednesday nights. It's a global webinar. And um, she's going to be the guest coming up here in the next uh, few minutes, the next five or ten, five, five or six minutes. And um, friends, when we think about how this uh, impeachment hearing is winding down and the reflection that it is emitting on the Democrat Party. As I oh, when I opened the show, I said that they are having at least three Democrats jump ship to vote to acquit. That's right, acquit President Donald John Trump. I'm not surprised, are you? I don't think so. It's the right thing to do. Joe Manchin from West Virginia, he thinks I think he's going to I think he's going to vote to acquit. Joe wants to hold on to that Senate seat. Although Joe would probably be a very good Republican, Joe wants to hold on to that Senate seat. Joe Manchin most likely is going to vote to acquit. Uh, Donald John Trump, Arizona Senator uh, Kirsten uh, Sinema, uh, may vote to acquit the president as well. And friends, when we think about um, the implications, then of them breaking with their party, it does indeed signal very good things to come as far as uh, this 2020 election is concerned. And so sound the bell, ring the bell, uh, let them know that uh, <laughs> the wicked, which is, but anyway, let it, let it resound throughout the land that the Democrats have exposed themselves for who they are to everyone watching. And the amazing thing is they wanted you to watch while they self-destruct. It, it was the most bizarre. If you've been looking at any of it, and I've, I usually don't get a chance to see it, any of it live or anything like that. But if you've been watching this, at all. It is the most bizarre thing in the world because you are actually seeing people 
who don't know how bad they look. And the deception that creeps into this comes from the fact that the progressive socialist news media falsely props them up and gives the nation a false narrative of what Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler and Nancy Pelosi is all about. And, and, and uh, Chuck Schumer is all about. They give the country a false narrative of who they are, and they believe their own press. Nadler and, and, and Schumer and, and Pelosi and, and Adam Schiff, they believe their own press. Somehow they are not able to see for themselves when they see in the rollback that they don't have any clothes on. They don't see that, but you do. And we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, with Dr. Uh, Marlene McMillan on the other side of this break that is coming up. And um, hey, I'm glad that you could come along because uh, Dr. Marlene um, is, I'm telling you, worth waiting to hear from. And we're going to um, have her on here with us just shortly. And so keep an eye on Bernie. He's gaining momentum. In fact, Bernie Sanders very well could run the table in the early primaries. Uh a losing ticket would be Sanders Buttigieg. Uh, a losing ticket would be Sanders Harris. There will never be a Sanders Warren because they're on the outs. I don't. I don't think they have time to mend that. Uh, it's hard to come back, at least from Elizabeth Warren's perspective, of being called a liar. Only problem with Elizabeth is uh, she's been caught in so many lies. But yet Bernie uh, happened to disagree with her. And she uh, said to Bernie, I think you call me a liar on national TV. And Bernie said, uh, well, let's not talk about it now. (laughs) Oh, friends, it is hilarious. What is going on here Uh, and uh, your input and your uh, is going to be very, very important coming up here in 2020. Don't go anywhere. More of the C.L. Bryant show will be coming your way after this very short break. If you don't get both hours of the show, be sure to download free the C.L. Bryant show. T.H.E. The C.L. Bryant show on your favorite device and listen to us wherever you go. And uh, we certainly do appreciate uh, you and we certainly do appreciate um, everything that you do to make us.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL back with you on this great day in the USA, and I'm so glad that you could come along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the CL Bryant Show. I am CL Bryant, and we want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us daily here over Red State Talk Radio, and thank uh, all of our other uh, platforms, Loving Liberty and uh, Liberty or Us, and all of the terrestrials who replay us uh, throughout the day. Thank you for uh, bringing us into your families. Uh, Folks, uh, over the years that I've been on, uh, one of the favorite guests of mine and certainly yours has been my next guest. She is Dr. Marlene McMillan. Uh, The uh, Why Liberty Matters series and the global webinar that she does is something that is absolutely outstanding. And help me welcome back to the show, uh, Dr. Marlene McMillan. How have you been, friend? Oh, wonderful. And it is just a joy to be a blessing to you, your family, and everyone who listens to your great show. Thank you, Dr. Uh, Marlene. Uh, Dr. Marlene, tell everybody about uh, why Liberty Matters and how they can actually engage with you on uh, that platform. Okay. Well, why Liberty Matters tells you a lot in the name because Liberty is like a bank account. You have to make a deposit before you can take any out. And liberty matters for everything you do in your life. Without liberty, what would you do? So what we do is teach you about that. You sign up for us at Y, that's W-H-Y, libertymatters.com. And every Wednesday night, rain, shine, sleet, or snow, uh, wherever you are around the world, people tune in. And we teach about the connection between liberty and law, government, history, economics, uh, education, the very important things that affect our daily lives. And, folks, let me tell you, it is absolutely phenomenal, uh, the type of engagement that you'll have. It's uh, the type of learn that all of us need as far as our American education is concerned. Speaking of American education, uh, Dr. McMillan, I uh, want to ask you this, Dr. Marlene. What type of education or maybe miseducation are we uh, getting or witnessing? 
witnessing uh, being uh, displayed in front of the American people at this point in time in light of the uh, type of proceedings that have gone on that do appear to be very much unconstitutional. Please give us your take on what type of lesson we might take away or we're learning from uh, this these happenings in our country at this time. Well, you know, uh, we're going to have to dive into that pretty deep because that's more even than the time we have. Uh, But let's touch on that. People have been educated to hear things in a certain way. It's not just what you're told. It's what you accept as normal. And so we've been conditioned to a what was is called opposition politics it's not an objective standard of right and wrong it's very positional and so if your guys for it i'm against it if i'm i'm against it you're for it you know back and forth and so what we have going on is people are so conditioned to everything being relative in other words there's no objective truth that they hear things through the lens of this uh, relativism instead of hearing it through a standard, and that standard applies to everybody. So we've gone from there no longer being an objective right and wrong to it's whatever the best messenger, the best speaker, the most persuasive person who can get in there with the pathos and the the emotion and get you thinking with your emotions instead of thinking with objective truth. Uh, this This is all a game, and people have been, I would even say, diseducated, tragically, in order to play and be part of that game. That is amazing. There is something that you said, Dr. McMillan, that uh, I want to uh, you to you laser in on for us, and that is a, a normal that they are wanting us to accept. Is that a new normal? Is the type of chaos that we're witnessing and uh, seeing take place uh, even in our Senate and our legislature, uh, is that the type of new normal that uh, they're trying to settle us into, and why, if so? Well, tyranny takes root in chaos, and one of the ways to get to chaos is through change. So when the uninitiated hears the word change, we all think, oh, change is going to be an improvement. But is every change an improvement? You know, you might uh, lose your job instead of getting a job. You might have things that happen where life becomes harder instead of easier. So in order for a tyrant to convince you to vote for them and to trust them, they have to keep enticing you with a new shiny object called change. And so change is a euphemism for what we call the dialectic process, which is this new normal where there's total chaos and the tyrant seizes the day. Wow. And the tyrant seizes 
the day. And friends, when you look at the type of chaos that is going on uh, in Washington, D.C., that the Democrats are, in fact, steering the pot around, although it's backfiring. That's exactly, I think, the end game plan is that the tyrant does indeed seize the day. My special guest is Dr. Uh, Marlene McMillan, Why Liberty Matters. And, Doctor, as we continue with our conversation, Franklin said, Benjamin Franklin said, that once the people um, understand or realize they can vote themselves money, benefits, then that would herald the end of the republic. Are we at a point where we're actually seeing in the Bernie Sanders and people like that who are rising? Are we seeing a point where people are coming to a point in our nation where they understand they can vote themselves benefits? Dr. McMillan. Not only do they think that they're voting themselves benefits, but they think that somehow they're going to have this utopian, uh, it's really an unrealistic world, because what the progressives do is they compare the way your life is today to a utopian, meaning unreality. In fact, the word utopia means it doesn't exist. It's not even there. <laughs> Okay, and and so they're comparing your reality, which can get a little bit difficult for all of us, with the uh, utopian, unbelievable, idealistic dream world that they purport they're going to give you. It's just totally ridiculous. So let's go back to Franklin. Franklin also said he who would exchange essential liberty for temporary safety deserves neither liberty nor safety. And we're told all the time, if we just give up a little more of our liberty, we're going to get safety. But government can't give you safety. Wow. It's a false premise. So, Dr. McMillan, uh, when we think about um, why the strategy of the Democrats, uh, the progressive socialist, when we think about the method that they're using to create certain types of chaos, is this um, a, 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 a tool of the left? Is this something that they're using purposely? It seems silly, but evidently there must be some method in the madness. Is there or is this just are they simply deluded? Talk to us. Okay, this is a published agenda, and you can go back and actually study that. And in our webinars, I teach back about what's called the Franklin School, or the Frankfort School, let me say that right, and um, going through history where this planned agenda that uses the dialectic process, it, they're social engineers, and they know what they are doing. And it's not with the good of the masses. It's really regressive. You know, when the progressives uh, tell us that they have um, our best interest at heart, they're really regressing us toward tyranny. And they know what they're doing. You can read it in books. You can read about it in my Mountains of Deceit book for a very quick, easy introduction to how this works. But... It's not hard to find the planned agenda. 
Let's unpack uh, a part of your book, Mountains of Deceit. What was the genesis of that book? Why did you write that? Uh, I have I have read it myself, and it is absolutely intriguing. Talk to us about Mountains of Deceit and where we can get it. Because, well, Mountains of Deceit was written to unlock the mystery of the political correctness and the way that language is used to change culture. And had the average person studied a book like this or known these things years ago, they would not have been deceived by what we call sleight of mind. It's like a magic trick. It's not sleight of hand. It's sleight of mind. It's pulled off before our eyes. And they repeat the same process over and over again. And so the book unwraps that, and then it explains the general language battle that's just used in everyday language, like when Bill Clinton said, well, it all depends on what is is. So whoever defines is determines what happens. And so... What then I took from there, the different lang- the different mountains of culture, the different areas where uh, t- tyranny and liberty are at war, and explained how the language uh, is used specifically for that area of culture. There's it, nothing else like it. Is the battle of tyranny and liberty akin to the battle that we see of good and evil. Can they be uh, defined in that way? And I want to certainly talk about uh, what you uh, opened for us, and that is uh, the redefinition of words and also uh, certain language. Is it then liberty and tyranny in the same? Is that the same battle, Dr. McMillan? It absolutely is. It's a battle between life and death. It's a battle between truth and a lie. And remember that light dispels darkness. A little bit of light when it's shed in a, you know, in a huge uh, dark warehouse, one light bulb makes a difference. And so when you understand this language battle, when you understand that good and evil are already defined and it's sorrow, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. That means sorrow and pain and agony. So our nation is suffering through this redefinition. And the progressives may have gained some power through this, through this redefinition. But folks, remember, it can be reclaimed through a proper definition of words. We're not hopeless. We don't need to give up. It's not inevitable that uh, everything has to decline. You can take your liberty back by taking mastery of your culture through definition. Well, you know, uh, folks, I don't want you to miss what Dr. McMillan uh, said about um that one light bulb. Oh, that was an incredible image that you gave us, Doc. One light bulb in a dark warehouse makes a difference. That is profound when you think about what you, my friends, 
need to be at this present time in America, wherever you may be. Uh, you may be that light bulb in a very dark uh, warehouse. Dr. Marlene McMillan, Why Liberty Matters, is my special guest. Doc, before we go to break, uh, if you could tell everybody uh, how to engage the seminar again and how to get in touch with you and get a part of you, get a hold of your work. Okay, we are easy to find at Y, that's W-H-Y, LibertyMatters.com. And when you put in your first name and email address, you will get back a response from us, and you must answer it. And, folks, if you sign up now on this break, you actually, and you respond right away, you could be on the webinars tonight. They are 8 p.m. Central Time in the United States, but we have folks in the U.K. that stay up. Uh, half the night. We have people in Australia where it's the next morning. You can join us wherever you are and it's at Y, that's W-H-Y, LibertyMatters.com. You will also find our books there. And folks, be sure uh, to check it out. And yeah, go on right now. Yeah, go do it right now so you can get in on tonight's um, uh, webinar uh, with Dr. Marlene McMillan, Why Liberty Matters. And uh, don't go far. We're going to be back with her. There is much more for us to unpack. Whenever we are uh, on with Dr. McMillan, I like to talk about education, uh, and I like for her to expand upon Bloom. Remember that name. Uh, when we come back with Dr. Marlene McMillan, we're going to talk about education and the effect that Bloom has had up on education. And so uh, don't go anywhere. You're listening to the C.L. Bryant Show, uh, absolutely live and uh, here today, every day from 12.05 in the East until 2 p.m. in the same. And uh, we have relocated, uh, Jane and I have relocated to Colorado and um, really loving it up here. Um, Jane had wanted to come up here for years and um, we uh, finally made the move. We're expanding our radio footprint uh, as well uh, here in the Rocky Mountains. And I thank all of you for your prayers for uh, my wife and uh, her health and, and all of that. Uh, I certainly know that God answers prayer. And so I um, appreciate all of our affiliates uh, who replay the show, and uh, I'm really looking forward to affecting the politics locally here in the Denver area. Uh, not too interested in Denver and Boulder flipping around. No, they've lost sight of liberty <laughs> in, in this area. They've, they've lost sight of, uh, of liberty. And uh, we're going to talk about that uh, certainly with Dr. Marlene McMillan when we come back after the break. I want to ask her when we come back, how is it that certain pockets, some, seeming, seemingly some of the most beautiful places uh, in America for sure, are always um, run rampant with liberal ideas. And Colorado was once a dependable red state. We're going to talk about how uh, the migration of people, does that translate into migration of thought? 
We're going to talk to Dr. Marlene McMillan about that. Uh, Well-qualified, eminent in her field to talk about it, and we shall return with more of the C.L. Bryant Show. If you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant Show, be sure to download free the T-H-E C.L. Bryant Show app onto your favorite device and listen to us wherever you go. All the shows are archived there. And if you're traveling through Times Square, look up above Ripley's Believe It or Not. I'll be back. You thought I was worth saving So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up inside Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. And for the flag I stand. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. And I want to... Thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation every day right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. My special guest has been Dr. Marlene McMillan, and we want to return uh, to her now to ask her a question that I was posing when we left about uh, people who migrate from places like California to um, Colorado or Texas or what have you. Dr. Uh, Marlene, is it uh, do they bring? their thought patterns uh, with them and why is it that sometimes they seem dominant once they show up talk to us about it well even earlier i mentioned about the frankfurt school and that was the goal of bringing socialism uh from the european world into the united states and they went strategically to colleges of education to infiltrate the universities and those key places that were chosen then most of those professors ended up in pockets where we would call pockets of liberalism today and yes they were many of them places that that were absolutely beautiful and uh you know had wonderful climates and all of those things uh, which doesn't require that hardy kind of person who has to work against the weather in order, you know, to have prosperity. Uh, but let's let's touch then into how that relates back to the Benjamin Bloom question, and then we'll tie this together in a little bow, because Bloom, Benjamin Bloom, was an educator in the 1940s. And by 1956, he released a book. 
and his main thing was moving education from what's called the cognitive realm, which is about thinking and learning. It's why parents send their children to school. You know, they send them to school to learn to read and write and compute. They do not send their children to school to be indoctrinated into socialism or political philosophy. But Bloom moved education from this cognitive thinking realm to the affective domain, the feelings realm. And he made it acceptable for feelings to become part of how a child was taught to frame the world. Those before had been the domain of the family. And what Bloom was doing is his goal was to use education to create a one-world language a one-world way of thought thinking, and that one-world way of thinking would establish a one-world religion that would lead to a one-world government and a one-world economy. Wow. And friends, all of that, I want you to consider this now. Consider what uh, Dr. Marlene, Dr. Marlene McMillan has just said. That was from the mind of one educator who in fact became prominent as far as the foremost uh, go-to mind when it comes to theory in education. Uh, Dr. Marlene, I believe you told us at one time before that all teachers in our system today have been exposed to this uh, indoctrin or this type of indoctrination, I guess we could call it, by uh, Benjamin Bloom. Is that true? Absolutely. And even the Christian colleges. And I went to a Christian college myself, and it's this. This is what put me on the track that led to the Mountains of Deceit book. And much of my adult work, it relates to how did this happen? And I knew when we studied Bloom in college that, you know, like intellectually, it sounded good. But my spirit was disturbed, and I started asking, what's wrong with this? And then I went to linguistic school, and there I learned how language affects the results, the way someone thinks. And then it, the, the Lord just led over and over and over again to get the right information, to find the book that unlocked one of those keys. And then I saw how innocent teachers, because teachers are altruistic, teachers are givers. Somebody doesn't go into teaching because they think they're going to become a billionaire. They go into teaching to serve and to love. And yet Bloom said that he had to have the teachers as, in essence, the generals on the front of his army that would go around the world in order to establish this. So when this is explained to teachers, I mean, they are like, you are unlocking the mystery that I've never understood. And they then see how they can reverse it. Because when you refuse to speak political correctness, politically correct, you know, when you refuse to play into this new definition, just that in itself uh, slows down this process of tyranny. And you do your part to liberty when you understand these things. You do your part for liberty when you understand 
these things. And that is exactly why we're, we're building this bridge to this conversation today with Dr. Marlene McMillan. Then, Dr. McMillan, before we uh, move to uh, another uh, subject after the top of the hour, I want to wrap up then with the power of one man's influence on thinking. How did Bloom actually affect and and make dominant his thoughts and uh, promote them in the way that they have been promoted? Who were his helpers? Who aided and abetted uh, this type of effect on education in our country in particular? Well, going to the schools of education, especially Columbia, and other ones that then took those standards for their own. They very quickly went across the country. At the same time, you also had people like Saul Alinsky working in the um, area of um, community organization. Then let's pick up further from that. You had Howard Zinn, and Howard Zinn basically um, developed a fake history. He was more of a history professor or claimed to be, but he was really a socialist teaching people to hate America and to hate liberty. And so the history had to be rewritten. So these things all were tied together. So you have the history being rewritten, and then you have the innocent teacher teaching the new rewritten history. And um, even the way the textbooks are done, all of those things. Then in the practical world, you had somebody like George Lakoff, and he wrote a book called Don't Think of an Elephant. Well, as soon as we say don't think of an elephant, what's everybody thinking? You think of an elephant. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, everybody's seeing the same thing. So he knew how to use language to create, in essence, photographs or images in people's minds. And this gets into uh, even going back to Bernays and propaganda and propaganda um, became advertising and public relations. And now we are conditioned to being sold. We're conditioned to being tantalized and and being um, encouraged to um, uh, make the choice of what uh, makes us feel the feel the best not what's good for us but how do we feel about it and so we've moved from what's true to how does that make you feel and what do you think about it and this has greatly impacted the churches we're on with dr marlene mcmillan and uh, she always leaves such wonderful caveats to enter into a uh, conversation uh when she uh, uh finishes her statements and uh that's exactly where i was wanting to uh take the conversation here we have about four minutes before break dr Mc- mcmillan and i uh want you to stay with me through the top of the of the hour um when we think about then the the church uh let's talk about uh christianity and the certain uh, or in my opinion the uh, attack on religious liberty 
Is that a figment? And we're going to pick it up on the other side of the break. But let's start now. Is that a figment of our imagination that Christians are unduly being put upon and Jews as well uh, right now? Is there an attack? Is that real, the attack on religious liberty in this country? Well, let's, yes, it, not only is it real, let's explain a little bit about what's going on with it. Because the uh, these two questions, the dialectic questions, and dialectic means double speak. So when God speaks, God speaks one word. It's man that brings confusion to it. So we have to even distinguish between true truth and just religious confusion. But when you have the questions that Bloom made popular, which is, how does that make you feel? And what do you think? When those came into Bible study, so Bible study went from what does the word say? And we might disagree about what the word says, but the whole discussion of the Bible study or the sermon was this is what the word says. And then it went to everybody going around in a circle and saying, how does that make you feel? What do you think? And what that did by default was train people that their human reasoning sat above and judged the word of God. Wow. So I know what I'm saying may make some people uncomfortable, but it the move from an objective reality where the word of God is the plumb line, not just for the church, but for the way the culture functions, for general what's called natural law of right and wrong, whether people wanted the Jesus part or not, there was an agreement that um, that life was life and death was death. There was an agreement of right and wrong. And when you start questioning that right and wrong, then you move from a, a culture of liberty where everybody has the opportunity to do what they believe their conscience is telling them to going to where the group tells you what to think. And you, it's a group mentality and it removes your liberty and your constitutional rights because groups don't have rights. Only individuals have rights. Amazing. Amazing. Dr. Marlene McMillan, we're going to continue with her after the break. Why Liberty Matters. We're going to uh, share with you again how you can uh, become engaged with uh, the global webinar, Why Liberty Matters, the very type of topics that uh, we are trying in a very limited time here to unpack. Uh, she takes her time and unpacks them uh, in the very methodical way that uh, she does here. One of my absolute uh, favorite guests and it, she has been yours, too. I want to thank all of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation right here on uh, the C.L. Bryant show. Uh, we're going to uh, come back after the the news hour with Dr. Marlene. And um, there are several things I want to talk to her about as far as uh, behavior is concerned, um, because th there's certain behavior that we are beginning to uh, accept. And um, part of the behavior that we're accepting is that one that's coming from Adam Schiff uh, and, and others. 
We'll talk about it with Dr. Marlene when the C.L. Bryant Show returns. Don't go away. I'll be right back. 